Hello and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Video Mastermind, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry, technology, and services to help you create more videos to use in your mortgage business. Today, we are live and... <laughs> Scott is a friend. Hello. Hey, it's Ginger Bell. We've got Scott Shang and Fraser. And uh, we are waiting for our special guest, Nathan. I feel like I feel like we're on a date and somebody's not here. It's like, oh my gosh, where are they? They're supposed to be here. Well, we, we also picked probably the busiest man on the planet right now. I know, right? Um, He's crazy busy planning that it'd be a summer camp next week or two weeks and he's got a million things going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so if you're on here, we did announce we were going to have Nathan on here. Hopefully he's going to hop on. I need to pay attention as far as letting him on. Um, and if not, we'll have him on another time. Cause I know he's busy doing summer camp for that and selling his house and doing all kinds of things. And yeah. you know, I mean, that happens, right? And that's one of the things that a lot of people run into when they have plans and especially in shooting video where it's like, okay, life gets in the way. So there's Carl White and Carl's on the other side. Let me add him to the stream. There he is. Hello, Carl. Well, your background looks so much better than mine. <laughs> well, you're on the other side at Walt Disney World. I am at Disneyland, although actually I'm at a Sheraton right now, but um, I uh, opted to go outside for that. So, um, so welcome. Happy Friday. And Nate is on his way. He just texted me uh, his invite. Uh, he had his time zones mixed up, so he'll be there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's what we were talking about. So we're just talking about... Um, so Nathan Nottingham, I didn't love saying his name. It's like I almost feel like I have to get into like a little accent. Nathan Nottingham, when I say that, um, is joining us. And uh, we're not going to steal any of his thunder, but I know Scott's had an opportunity to talk to him. I've known Nathan for a long time. He's from my neck of the woods. And so we're going to bring him on. He's going to talk about really using humor in videos and some of the things that he does. And uh, so we're going to do that. But until he joins us, you know, we just kind of started that conversation because Nathan is so busy. He's building summer camp for vetted VA and selling his house and doing all that. But, you know, how can you continue to work in video and keeping to that commitment of doing video even when you're busy or even like this when we're traveling? It's like I, you know, I have my Zoom along. I have my equipment along. I went and found a good place so I'd be able to have that. I actually have some lighting. Um, but having that commitment to do that is, is really important. So, you know, how can you do that? And, you know, what are some of the things that, that you can do to make sure that you are um, continuing to do video and you can do it whether you're traveling or whether you're busy? Well, you know, I, I think one thing, I think it's actually good uh, to be in different places doing different things. Like for me, the, the, the one, the, like if, if, if somebody would say, Carl, what's the one thing that you want to portray on video? And it's, I, I think it's so important to give the, I'm a real person just like you. I'm a real person just like you. And, and I think that's a real critical component to all of this stuff. And, uh, and, and frankly, I mean, Ginger, I look at your background, it does, looks killer, you know, and I go, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. Cause I, I've often thought, and I, I do most of my videos for my office too, but I've all, I, I, I think doing 
outside of your office is actually, you know, just being honest, probably a better thing to do. And uh, and I think it's okay. Let's say I shot a I shot a video yesterday. Uh, I had my uh, so I am at Disney World uh, this week, and I had my official Jungle Cruise uh, uh, shirt on. Right, had the yeah. little monkeys. Right, not the best video, <laughs> not the best shirt to do a video on. Right, but, you know, I I poked fun at it a little, a little bit. You know, I said, hey, don't make fun of me. Here's why I'm wearing this, and then went on with my message. And, uh, you know, the, the crowd that I sent it to this morning so far has been well received. So I think it's, uh, I think trying to make sure that everything's perfect and I got the perfect background and I got my hairs perfect or my makeup or, or right. whatever, you know, is all perfect. I, I, I think it's just, you know, a, a big message that you give in, in your book, Ginger, is just freaking do it. Like, just go do yeah. it. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just shoot it and send it. I've talked to several people this week that are like, hey, I shot a video, but I looked at it, I wasn't happy, and I'm going to reshoot it. Um, I'll send it to you later. It's like, stop doing that. Shoot it, send it. We'll edit it. But, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Like you say, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, there's times when you can get perfect or as close to perfect as possible, like process videos you know if you're gonna have videos that you're gonna use over and over and over again those are the videos take the time go to a studio get dressed up do the different outfits whatever you're gonna do have your branding have good lighting have doing that we're actually shooting some of those videos um, in San Diego so I'm excited so we have someone who does a lot of VA training and um, and so we're going to be in San Diego. I'm speaking at camp, and I'm like, hey, why don't you come in early? Um, we're going to go down to the air carriers. We're going to go, like, out to Miramar. It's like, this is great place, but it's planned. So we're going to have a little more planning there. But he doesn't have to do that all the time. You know, he can shoot at home. He can shoot on the road. He can shoot at a restaurant. I mean, those are all things you can do. I honestly think the most important thing is put it on your calendar and make a commitment to do that. You know, it's like this Friday call that we have, right? Sometimes all of us are here. Sometimes some of us are here. But it's a commitment to be able to do that and hold our, we hold each other accountable to that. So maybe doing something like that helps. Um, and Nathan is joining. Hey, there everybody. he is. Nathan, Nathan, welcome. Hi, thank you. Apologies for being late today. Good grief. I feel terrible. No worries. We were actually talking about um, how to fit in video when you are so busy. And I know you're busy building your summer camp for Vetted VA. You're selling your house. You're getting ready to move to Texas. So you've definitely got a lot of things going on. Um, so first and foremost, thank you. And before we get started, um, if you can take a few minutes. And I'll, mm -hmm. this is Nathan Nottingham. And I've known Nathan for a few years. Um, and you have been around the industry for a while. So yeah. why don't you take a couple minutes and kind of talk about some of the things you've done, some of your background, and uh, and why video is so important. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm just really a nobody um, up here with you. I'm a fifth-generation Oregonian, and I have just randomly fallen into all sorts of different opportunities, and they just more and more coalesced with training and video, right? Because content was going to video, and I... Uh, when I was running a Chamber of Commerce in McMinnville, Oregon, we were just moving more and more to video and how do you do it because our members were like, I don't know how to get my message out and video is so expensive and we're like, just pick up your phone and take and say something. And you know, that is the 
simplest way to say it always. Just pick up your phone and say something because uh, if nothing else, we should be used to talking on our phone to another human. Now you're just talking on your phone to hundreds of humans in one fell swoop. And uh, that for me is the video. So to answer that question too, you're busy. Just pick up your phone, say something. Uh, the nice thing about COVID and Netflix and Hulu and every streaming service out there mm -hmm. is that we got really, really good at accepting small amounts of data in small nuggets of time, multiple times a day. And in fact, I think the, the audience appetite, uh, if you trend YouTube and you trend Facebook video mm -hmm. and you trend all this stuff, don't go big. Don't go long. Don't try to tell me everything. Like I'm going really long right now in this and I need to stop because I've already told you what I need to say. Now I just, now I just keep talking. So learn how to stop is also another key tip trick. Right. Well, and the key to that is I always use your threes. Like if you have your three points, then it keeps you on task. Shorter is better. Um, but sometimes longer is good too. And I know you know a lot about longer because you have helped develop um, some very long videos on compliance. You're doing mm -hmm. vetted VA. So it's a lot on programs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're like me. It's like I've done that for a long time. And, and it's hard to do that. So how do you do that? And I know you are just a gem at this as far as taking something that is not exciting um, and make it to where it's humorous, it's entertaining, and putting that into those bite size. So I want to talk first about humor because you're really good at that. So tell me about some of the ways you've used humor in videos. So I, I'm, I think the audience watching or listening to this would say, you know, from a sales perspective, the more you read, the more you're able to connect with all sorts of different people, right? You take in a lot of content, a lot of reading, and, and then you have something to talk about with almost anybody who sits down in front of you or says, or has a conversation. You can build rapport, communication. So one of the things that I came to learn, I adjuncted as a English teacher at my college when I was doing my master's degree and I, I was teaching freshman writing, right? And I realized pretty quick that the two ways I was going to get through that was either to bore everybody to death and they would hate my class or figure out a way to make it funny. And then they would actually like enjoy it because when it comes to education, we remember based on an emotion, right? A lot of our memories just as humans have some sort of emotion tied to the action or the opportunity or something that happened at that moment. It made us feel good. So we remember the sight, smell and the feeling it made us feel bad. We remember the sight, smell and the bad feeling, right? So when it comes to education, you can either do one of two things. You can bore people to death and they're going to complain about it, or you can make it funny and they're like, wow, I laughed. And you know what? I think I learned something because the positive outcome is what, what, what kind of sticks with them. Then it's just literally being a student of Seinfeld and comedians. Um, because honestly, if you can make a show out of nothing that runs for what, nine seasons and finishes on a dud episode and still is one of the most talked about sitcoms out there, uh, you can probably make training about any, anything and make humor on everything. So sometimes, uh, you know, considering, and I know this is going to sound, I hope it doesn't sound cliche, but literally watching the, the popular shows out there on Netflix, the popular YouTube channels and the popular broadcast TV shows, look at a show like family guy, family guy started in what the, I think it was 2000, maybe 2001. And then it died. It actually went off the air for a couple of years and then came back. And it came back and they, they knew what they were good at and they have not changed the recipe. Every show has some unrelated like mental callback to something that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. They will always do a cutaway, some sort of funny scene about that. And I said, 
I was working with a couple of the people there at my last company. I thought, what if we do that in our training? And honestly, that's the key to it because it takes you out of this, okay, we're going through steps one, step two, step three, this law, this rule. And then doesn't that remind you about a time when, and then bang, something completely different just changes your mindset immediately. And then, and then you bring it back and it's you like chuckle and you keep going. Pattern interrupt, right? It's a pattern yeah. interrupt and you're like, what the heck just happened? And then you're paying even closer attention because you're like, where did that thing come from? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's building relationship through, through, and the more random and the more off the wall you can be, um, sometimes the more you can connect with your audience because they're, you're going to connect with somebody who is sitting there going, oh, they have no idea who I am because I love woodworking and we're talking about mortgage compliance and that's whatever, that doesn't matter. And then, then I bring out a table saw and a skill saw and I talk about, you know, using the wrong tool for the wrong job to open a box and, and open, you know, and, and people are like, wait, what did he just do? That's hilarious. Like that, <laughs> that triggers. So using that kind of humor um, and just being a student of what people are streaming. So Nathan, so that when I hear, when I hear use humor, I always kind of think about, well, in this, this, some of this is head trash and some of this is true. What if I'm not funny? Like it's hard to be funny if you're not naturally a funny person or you don't, you know, you know, if you're not a humorous person in the way that you speak and interact and things like that, what, what would you say about that? Don't do it. <laughs> no, I, I'd say you're just lying to yourself because there's somebody in your life that you talk to who laughs at you, who, who enjoys being around you and who talks to you. Right. And yep. so embrace that. Um, I can say things in a somewhat dry my humor line is around like Monty Python, some of those and those silly, dumb comedies, right? That's, that's where my humor lies. Some others, they have a, a New Yorker type humor and it's, it's deep thinking humor and, and you got to get there, but know who you are, know what you do and, and don't be afraid to, to use that because I have no citation of research on this at all. I'm just going to tell you that I believe a, an attempt at humor is better than no attempt at all. Well, and what you're also talking about is storytelling, right? So it's not just when you're on video, you're not just saying you're storytelling right. and that's kind of part of the mindset that you have to be in. Right. Such a good point. I mean, I love talking to Frazier, you know, when we're, we're talking and we can just tell stories back and forth, but the, the point is not just telling a story to tell a story, say, look at me, right? I mean, the, the point, whenever I talk to Frazier and he's talking about something that's happened, there's always a point of he's going to bring it around and say, here's what I learned, or here's what we should take away from that. So yeah. we go back to the old, old style of documenting ourselves in human history, which was a verbal documentation stories told down through generations and the takeaway from those parables are a good play on that as well. Right. We say, well, that's a, a good story. I can resonate with a part of that story, but what am I supposed to take away from it? So if you can sit there and talk about a story about yourself, share something true and honest about you, well then if you can loop that in with a takeaway that helps somebody else learn from your wisdom, your mistake, your experience, and they're going to be better off for that. And it's going to stick. You're going to be known as a better communicator. And that is not unique. That is Brene Brown made it, you know, data is just story or stories are just data with soul, right? That was her statement. Um, the, why am I blanking on his name? Story brand. You take a look at everything he's kind of built. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Donald Miller's built all that on. And when he yep. used the Star Wars analogy kind of to recognize the seven steps of a great story and the mm-hmm. different people, that's also something that you have to take in mind. When, when you are going to be the trainer, the video maker, the content sender, the communication sender, you are not the hero when you are the communication sender. You are the Obi-Wan to the hero. Your audience is the hero. So your reflection, everything you do is about them. So even if you say the word I, it has to be in a way that whiffums it for them, right? So now let's use the old, what's in it for me? That has to be something they can say, oh, oh man, yeah, I think I was, I was part of that. That's something I should take away from that. You know, that's something that Carl does really, really well also is Carl will always tell stories and then you'll always kind of wrap it up with this is what I learned from that. And this is this is what I got out of it. There's there. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. Uh, as far as it not being about you, um, because I think that's the biggest mistake that people make when they're doing video. They think it's an advertisement and they're trying to get people to like them. But even mm-hmm. you talk about using humor, you could use humor talking about a story of a client you just talked to. And this happened to them, and oh my gosh, could you imagine if that happened to you? I would lose my freaking mind, right? And then you just go into the story, but they persevered, and this is what they did, and here's what we learned from this lesson. Uh, I think that's such a it, it's such an uh, an important that's such an important piece of this. That's so good. I think when when it comes to training those that are in the mortgage industry and take continuing education, you know, you sit there and go, well, why in the world are they doing case studies? Well, a, a true case study is honestly a story with a parable or it's a story with a takeaway, right? Here's what happened. Here's who was involved. Here was what they went through. Here was the outcome. Here's how you stay out of that trouble in the future. Or here's what you do as well, right? If when sales training, we, we're telling them how we won and what they need to do to win. When it's compliance training, we're telling people how people got in trouble and what they should do to not be in trouble. It's the same, it's the same end takeaway. We all win when we're out of trouble. So making that mindset of it's not something to dread, but it's something to make humorous. Um, it was something that I learned from Ken Perry, something that we had the opportunity to flex on and just had the freedom to create and do. Uh, and, but it's something that I think Christopher Griffith and I with Vetivier have started really embracing. And Christopher is really good at this too. Just saying, hey, here's me. So that's another way to do video in the fly. Back to your original question, Ginger, which was, you're busy. What do you in the world do you do? Well, you pick up your phone and you go on your selfie and you just take a photo or you take a video and keep it under t- two minutes. Get right to the point. Assume your audience knows exactly what you're talking about because they follow you on social and just tell them the truth. Like, hey, I just did this. I just had this happen. I really wanted to share this or also, hey, I just... I don't know. I, I just harvested a flower out of my garden and it's really pretty and I wanted to share it with you, right? I'm stealing from Christopher's Chris, play yeah. on, on, uh, on his, yeah. his flowers. And for <laughs> me, it's woodworking. And so I'm covered in sawdust and I just made this awesome little thing that I want to show you guys. Okay, that's, that's me. And that's the amazing thing where video has become so easy. The fear is, here's the other fear, right? And I think, Ginger, you'll acknowledge this and say 100% is that the fear is we don't know what we look like on video, and when we see ourselves, we get scared and upset, and oh, it's not what I envisioned in my head. I don't sound like I think I should sound. This is what people see every day, and there's right. two ways to take that. Either that scares me, I hate myself, and I want to go away, but I don't think that's the right way. There are people that love you, that care about you, that want to be around you, and they see this every day, and they're like, we want to see more. It's great. Give us more. 
And uh, one of the worst things I had to do was edit hours and hours of continuing education of my <laughs> own voice and my own self on video. And I had to listen to my own voice so much. I actually got to kind of like it. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't see You have an amazing voice. You You do. You have a really good voice. And, you know, the thing, and and you make a good point as far as people see themselves. They're not used to seeing themselves in a 3D fashion, talking. They're not used to hearing themselves. But I think that they always say that's the reason. But I think it really goes back to not having that comfort and confidence and hearing what they said and saying, oh, I could have said that better. Oh, I should have done that better. And that's really what stops people from making video is that fear of it's on video, it's going to be recorded, and then we're going to see it over and over again. And oh my gosh, I can't do that. But if you start recording just regular conversations that you're having with your customers, with your borrowers, you'll find that it's very easy. It's those conversations that should be going into video. And that's exactly mm-hmm. the whole thing when you get into that to be able to do that. Jason, you were getting ready to say something. All right, actually, it was me, Carl. So, oh, Carl. So Nathan said something of, uh, uh, early on in this conversation that I, that I, I want to make sure everybody caught. And, and really it's kind of been having that same thread going through this conversation is just be yourself. And, and I think that's uh, like, I can't, I can't be ginger. I can't be Scott. I might not have the same wit as Nathan. I'm not as handsome as Frazier. Like what all, all these things that go through all of our heads. There was this guy, I don't know if any, if any of you guys been in the internet marketing long enough to remember this guy. There was this guy, I can't remember. He was in either New York or New Jersey and he was literally called the rich jerk. Uh, any, anybody remember him? Y'all, y'all, have you ever oh. seen him before? Oh. So, so this guy, it was the the richjerk.com. Maybe still in existence. I haven't heard from him in a long time. And and what he was was he was this guy. I don't know. He was probably thirty something, and just a real jerk, you know. And he would he would sit in front of his Ferrari and say, "Hey, this is my Ferrari. You don't have one. You suck." And uh, you know, my, my this is better than your that. I mean, just a, a absolutely obnoxious guy, right? He made a fortune doing that. I, I, I don't remember exactly what he was selling. Because you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student of human behavior, and I was, tr- I was looking at this guy going, what does this guy have going on that, that attracts so many people? And then it came to me, you know, what we call the 25% rule that 25% of the people love you no matter what you do, 25% of the people don't like you no matter what you do, and the other 50% is on the fence either way. And and what this guy was brilliant at, and he might have been the nicest guy ever, and this was just a shtick, right? But he did it so well, I don't think so. I think that's who he was, right? Just a real jerk. <laughs> and uh, and it just, it just taught me watching him do that stuff is that, you know, Nathan, you and I could sit here and start doing armpit farts, right? And, and a certain amount of the crowd will go, well, that was kind of cool. That was funny. And, and, and so just, just be who you are. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get a yes from a hundred percent of the people. Hell, I'm not even going to get a yes from most of the people. I'm going to get a yes from about 25%. And, and I'll just focus on that 25%. And if I try to be like Nathan, then I'm going to attract Nathan's crowd and not my crowd. Right. Right. And, 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 and I will eventually come out. And then if I attracted Nathan's crowd, and then as, as time goes on, they get to know me, and they go, wait a minute, he's not Nathan, right? 
good, bad, and ugly, right? Just the whole nine yards. Then I've lost the crowd that would naturally be attracted to me. And, and I've, mm-hmm. I've lost the crowd that would like Nathan, but I'm not Nathan. And so it's just, right. you know, just being yourself is just, just a huge thing for me. And I, I, I can't compare myself to CNN or ESPN or, or Fox News or whoever. I'm just not that person, right? And, and, and I've learned to embrace that. It's okay. It's okay. One thing I just like, and that's, Carl, you said it, you hit it right on the head. And what I would, I would add to that is that if you are who you are, then you're going to attract the people you actually want to work with, right? Because the last thing you want to do is be someone else and attract people you don't want to work with. And I think, you know, to, to everyone's point is, um, you know, we all tell stories different. I mentioned this a, a couple uh, of videos ago about, you know, seeing Carl speak at a, at a conference and about how he was able to tell his story or a story of something else and about his business without really selling his business and what he does as a coach, but just through the story, right? Without, and not, not having to do any call to action or anything, just telling the story. And to Scott, when, you know, he just recently spoke at one of our events and, and was talking about the data, what he did, but he laid it out as a story, right? He may not have thought he was laying it out as a story, but he was. And so, you know, and Nathan is the only guy I've ever known that's made compliance actually be wanting to watch a compliance video on purpose uh, just to see what Nathan was going to do. So, you know, and, and Ginger obviously being, you know, doing this video for a ton, you know, for a, a long time and making it interesting. And I always t- tell a story when the, the, the whole reason I, it, I even uh, saw Ginger was because of trade. And I was like, oh, hey, here's someone that's talking about compliance that doesn't suck, right? Like, so it was just one of those, you know, that was interesting and engaging and people were into it and asking questions. Um, so, you know, it, you know, you guys have all hit it on the head is just making it interesting, being who you are, being unique, because guess what? There's only one of you and there's, there's already someone else of that person you're trying to be and you're going to attract the right people every time. You know, what kind of, what kind of hit me early on and Carlos is spot on, right? Gary V has made his millions based on that too. He just is who he is. And honestly, I don't like listening to him. I think he says some really good things. I'll read some of his stuff, but I cannot listen to him very much. And that's just a personal thing. It, it turns me off. I don't want to. Um, but that's okay because there are lots out there. And, and a lot of us are saying the same thing, just using different dialects and different language to do so. Um, there's also the context of, and this is something I didn't realize for a long time that my setup, I, I went to college to be a music major and then I realized I couldn't make money. So I went into English communications then realized I couldn't make money. So I had a business manager to it. Right. And so this weird nature of mine, which is my personhood is just to learn, 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 and try to tie it all together. So it's like a big monkey knot of knowledge in my head that just sometimes little, little strings pop up. I'm like, Oh, I could use that. That's one, one of the greatest things I can say to everybody, and I'm going to just reiterate what I said early on. Be a, be a student of different topics, even if you're not sure. The internet is rife with just quick communication and ideas and thoughts to look at, um, and then see what other people are saying, and so you can tie things together in unique ways, and that is what you are good at. The other thing that was said here is that the adoption curve, right? In technology, we have the adoption curve. The early 20%, the latter 20%, it's the same theory, the same... Uh, philosophy that you're talking about, Carl, which is you got 20 who are never going to like you. And personally, my personal type of Enneagram number and all that stuff, I hate it when somebody doesn't like me. So I had to get good at it. I had to get okay with the fact that somebody would take my training and go, you guys are too funny. That was ridiculous. I don't want to ever do this again. And the first time I would read those, they would eat at me, eat at me. I was like, how did I miss that? Nobody hates funny, but you're just like, you know what? It's okay. And I remember I hearken back to a choir director I had uh, in high school who said, look, there's always a better bass player than you and there's always a better singer than you. 
So while you have the spotlight, do the best you can and just know you're going to get replaced. And that's how it goes. And I was like, you know, I'm 41 now thinking back to being 17. And, and I was like, wow, that was wise words, wise words from my teacher. Um, and that's just who we are. So be who you are, get your content out there and practice, right? We were talking about doing, it's the repetition that throws everybody off. I'm not a healthiest person in the world, but I do practice some things. Video is one of them, right? I had the opportunity, was given the opportunity by my last uh, team to work on, to do repetition, 39 hours of behind of, of finished product video, right? I spent hundreds of hours in front of a camera looking at the scariest Cyclops I've ever seen in my life, thinking how to, how to think and speak on the fly to an audience of one lens. So, it is only through doing and doing and doing and doing that I got better. My first videos were terrible. They're horrible. Uh, but as I kind of got through, and then I realized what I was good at. And like, I think Carl, what you said, Fraser, what you said, I just didn't, I didn't try to hide behind something else. My voice and my demeanor is not the funny guy. I don't hop up on a stage and people go, oh, this is going to be really funny. I get on the stage and people go, he's going to say something. I wonder if we should listen. That's just the way I am. It's what I hold. That's why I wear a bow tie. It's it's my my take. Now, if you see Christopher Griffith and I on stage and the two together, people are going to look at him and go, oh, man, this is going to be pretty funny. They're like, something's coming because it's just the way he holds himself. And that's okay. It's who we are. And that's just embracing that and being good at it. The, I, I want to just build on all of this that, that everybody is saying, especially the part about being genuine. Um, Fraser, the presentation that I did for you, and, and actually we did it at uh, Carl's uh, group also, um, we, I talked about content marketing as being the ultimate referral machine. And there is absolutely, so when you're creating this content, you're putting it out there, just like Carl said, the 25% of people that are going to love you and then the 50% of the people that are on the fence, when they reach out to you, they have already made the decision to work with you. They already trust you because you're your genuine self. The absolute best comment I ever got from somebody is I talked to them after they read a bunch of stuff on my blog and they said, you know what? You sound exactly like your blog. And, and I was like, that was, that was the greatest compliment I've ever received because I never tried to do anything different than how I would communicate with people every single day. And like you s said, Nathan, you, we get scared by this Cyclops. Um, but this skill set, these are the same conversations we have with people face-to-face, -face, over the phone, on Zoom, all day long, and we never even think twice about it, right? You'll jump on a Zoom call with a client and never even think twice about it. And, but that literal difference between pressing that record button and not just makes us lose. And quite frankly, the other thing that you said, Nathan, that I, that I cannot agree with more, it is literally just that repetition because at a point you get bored about being paranoid about being on video. You're just like, okay, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal after all. <laughs> you know, it's just, it goes, it goes away, but it, you'll never just sit there and convince yourself it's not scary. The only way you'll get over that is to keep doing it, even if you're scared. Do you remember the um, just press play? Do you just remember? I'm I'm going to figure this out really fast. I'm going to bring it up. There was a Jordan, or um, there was a site, and basically it was built by a Hollywood celeb who said, "Look, there's a lot of creatives out there that just want to do things," and he built a whole community um, around just press record. I think is the was the, was it. Um, 
but I'm, I'm going to find it because it, all it was built on was, hey, I have this idea. And somebody, some people are really good writers and some are really good singers and, and performers, right? And they just said, I have this idea. And they'd put it in the community. And then a really good voiceover artist would, would hop in and say, hey, I, I'm going to record this for you. Here it is. And they would communally build things together. What it gave was not the end result of this award-winning performance. Um, what it gave was the opportunity to have repetition in a safe space. Right. I was, I was able to practice. I was able to do, I was able to, to just continue and try. Uh, now I'm not saying everybody does that because we have our day jobs and, and we are trying to enhance this. The other thing I want to put out there, and I hope this doesn't go against what we're trying to spread here, but it's okay to say, I'm not good at it. I don't want to do it. I need to, I need help. I need to find somebody else to do it for me. That's okay. Um, because what you probably are good at is saying, Hey, please make a video that covers these three topics and help me brand it, right? right? There, are, there are things out there and there are people who are just not gonna do it, then um, that's okay. But there are people who want to do it who don't have the knowledge but have the willingness. And so they need exactly. you to partner with them. Yeah. yeah it, it, this, it's, you know, I just ran into, um, I saw this quote the other day and it said, um, courage is not the absence of fear, it's the presence of fear but doing it anyhow. And that's paraphrased, but I just thought that that was, I just thought that was brilliant because that's exactly what it is. And even if I've done a million videos, I still kind of have that reluctance and you have that little bit of fear until you turn it on and then you kick in and then you start doing what you, you do, you, you, you just start doing what you do. And, and, it, and you know, your, 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 your experience takes over, your adrenaline takes over. And then all of a sudden you're just having a conversation. So fantastic. I like where this yep. conversation went. Thank you. I need, to, I need to cite my sources. It was jo Joseph Gordon Levitt, his uh, hit record. Anyway, that was, that's what I was referencing hit record. So Very well, cool. we'll have to look that up. I'll drop some of those into the comment section as well. And before we go, Nathan, I know you have been busy. And one of the reasons you're moving from Washington to Texas is a project that you're working on. So do you want to share a little bit of that? Sure. So a, a large part of what I'm doing now, uh, Christopher Griffith and I have partnered with Vetted VA. We're continuing to get, grow that um, area. And it is quite literally all about non-solicitation, human source of intelligence that veterans can come through and ask just the most honest questions they have without ridicule, without, <laughs> without cursing, and just be dealt with honestly and humanly with citation of sources. So whoever they go work with, they go with knowledge, right? Um, and this is a, I'll just put it this way. If you can't change, and this was from my regulation training, right? If you can't change an industry based on regulation, because then as soon as you put another block in front of a company, they're going to figure out a way to get through it or around it or, or under it. Um, but if you can change the hearts and minds of the audience and the market that's demanding it with knowledge and experience that they go in fully knowing what's available to them, the questions to ask to be served best, then that's a, that's a win. Right, you're changing the, you're changing future generations of that individual by helping them get the most out of a benefit they've earned. So that has it takes. It took it's taking my experience in video training and creation. It's taking Christopher's ability to, to build community and putting us together, 
And we've got a lot of professionals who are going through the training process uh, who now practice, and again, repetitions, right? If I can't get you 10,000 VA loans to write, what if I can get you 20,000 VA questions to answer? And you're going to get really good really fast. So our group just capped over 40,000 veterans in there. It is growing by word of mouth only. Um, and we have great partners that have come along to help build and reimagine what they're doing, like EPM, uh, Jason and, and Eddie. Um, and and Carrie over at EPM have been amazing just to, to help us and say, okay, how can we re-envision the whole process from soup to nuts, if you will, um, of a VA loan? So that's a big project we're doing. There's other stuff coming that we're working on, and I'm just excited to, you know, I learned COVID was a great place to work at home. I loved it. I actually really enjoy it. But there is a thing about being close to somebody, when, especially when it comes to creating a lot of content, and that's the next thing on my docket. Awesome. Great. Well, we thank you and appreciate you for all you do as well. And I know um, we're going to be seeing you again. So we've got some other things which we didn't have a chance to talk about, Scott, which was the whole green screen and PowerPoint. And I can tell you, Nathan, Scott called me after I think he met with you or had a call with you. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's amazing. He can do this, this and this. And it's like. He's got it. So because I'm lazy, uh, so that's why. I figure out ways to be lazy, that's all. Now that's called smart. That's called <laughs> smart. That is very good. Um, so thank you for joining. You know, just kind of a recap as far as things that you talked about is, you know, first of all, just do it. Just get out there and do it. And practice. I always say practice makes permanent. So, you know, it's not that it's necessarily perfect, but it does make permanent. So if you do it and you do it enough, then you will get better at it. So making sure that you're practicing and then be yourself. You know, if it's using humor, if it's, you know, being able to tell those stories, but being authentic is so important because you will find your audience. And I know Kyle Seagraves talked about that and that's why he got all the following that he did. Um, for his YouTube channel is he was very authentic to his audience and he found that audience very easily. So I think that's so important. Um, so thank you so much for joining us for this episode of our Mortgage Video Mastermind. Pass on the word. Our group is growing. I'm seeing a lot of you posting what you're doing for videos on there and that's what we want to see. We want to see what people are doing, talk about ideas. And so, uh, so we appreciate that. And uh, you guys all have a great weekend.